scripture. And the, and the scripture we've chosen for vision builders this year is another one of those encouraging scriptures. Um, I'll just remind you of it. I know that uh, Nathan talked about this uh, a few weeks ago uh, in his message. It's Isaiah 54 and verses 2 and 3. And it's, it's, it's one of these, you can sort of feel it, it's that thundering word from heaven spoken over someone to really sort of get the goosebumps going, get the, perhaps a bit, of a, a bit of a charge, sort of a slight, I can imagine somebody lying in bed with this and suddenly, it's like a cattle prod suddenly goes off and God says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. And you sort of think, whoa, that is an amazingly big sort of prophetic, futuristic word from God. And you sort of think, that's all nice, but I mean, I'm sure that God here must be speaking to some great heroic character in the Bible. Somebody that he knows has the strength and the fortitude and the attitude to just burst out and do what God has called them to do. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that sort of thought intimidating. I think, well, you know, it's all very well for, for heroes. You know, we've got a lot of those. Iron Man, Spider-Man, they, they appear on our screens faster than you can watch the flaming movies half of the time. And so... One of the things I want us to look at this morning is who, who, who is God talking to? And once we do all this, this expansion, who's going to provide the increase? Now, I'll start with that one first because that's an easy answer. Who's going to provide the increase? God is. It's actually, that should be a relief. It's not our strength. It's not our talent. It's not our hard work that's going to provide the increase. It's God. Our job is to provide the place for that increase. And that's what we're doing in Vision Builders. And the interesting thing about the people that God is talking to here is actually in verse 1. If we look at Isaiah 54 and verse 1, it doesn't say, Hail, O hero, O strong person, O great and awesome Christian. It says, Sing, O barren. It actually says, sing, barren woman. You have never born, bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, for you were never in labor. Now all the guys here can shout and sing. <laughs> I only had coffee at brunch, I swear. Um, we can shout and sing because we've never been in labor and we're never going to, which is really good. Um, and we, uh, but what, what he's talking about here, he's talking to people who are not necessarily having the greatest success in life. He's talking to ordinary, struggling people, people who, the, through the strength of their own labours, if you'll pardon the pun, haven't, haven't got what they wanted in life, are struggling to actually achieve something in life. And he is saying to these people, these people who in their own strength have no hope, he is saying, hey, be prepared. Something great is going to happen in your life, not by your strength, but by my strength, but you'd better be prepared. And these are ordinary people. I think I can relate. I'm an ordinary people. I've had things in my life that haven't gone as I've planned. Has anybody ever had that happen? Anybody here had all their plans work the way they should? Because uh, you can leave now if that's the case. Um, so we've got this, 
this whole idea that God is talking to ordinary people and letting them know that it's not by our strength that our future is going to be made great. It's by God's strength. But we need to be prepared for what God is going to pour into our lives. And it's a great story. It talks here about a barren woman. And I think one of the best stories in the Old Testament about faith is the, the story of a barren woman. And it's a story in, in, in a book called One Samuel about a woman called Hannah. And she's married to this guy called Elkanah. And with a name like that, you've got to think he's got to be batting above his weight. Um, uh, but he's actually, and he is, because he's got two wives. He's got his first wife, and, and again, her name's Penina. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I'm not much for baby names, but hopefully, uh, and this is a message to my children, that none of my grandchildren will be named Penina. Um, but Penina, despite her unfortunate name, has great social status because she and Elkanah are able to have children. And Hannah, who is the second wife, has not been able to have children. And even though her husband tells her every day that he loves her and it doesn't matter, her social status is lower because she can't have children. And she is miserable. It's not helped by the fact that Penina, who apparently is not a particularly nice person, keeps rubbing her nose in it and teasing her about the fact that she can't have kids. And so Hannah is desperate to have children. And so they go to the temple every year to present a sacrifice to God. And in this particular year, and we'll, we'll pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 10, Hannah is alone and praying in the temple. And it says here, Hannah was in deep anguish. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in deep anguish, but that, that's, she is miserable to the core. She's crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord and she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he's been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Most young kids are thinking, yay. Most parents are thinking, mullet. Um, but the other thing you're thinking, if you're like me, is where's the logic in that? Why pray to God for a son and then say, as soon as you give him to him, I'm going to give him back? Because you still think, well, if God's going to give you a son, surely you want to see him grow up and, and be part of the family. And why on earth would she say, you know, if you give me a son, you can have him? It, to me, it doesn't seem logical. And to some of you, it might, seem, might not seem logical, but it's actually an important point because Hannah isn't being logical, she's using faith. She's actually believing God for something that she cannot do in her own strength. And she's believing for more than the outcome. Because you see what happens, I mean, it's, it's, it's a story worth reading. But what actually happens with this is that God gives Hannah a son. They go away and next year she has a baby boy. And she doesn't go back to the temple that year because he's still breastfeeding and it's a bit of a, a long trek. But as soon as he's weaned, so he's somewhere between two and three, I would imagine, she brings him back to the temple. And it says in verse 27, I asked the Lord to give me this boy and he has granted my request. And now I'm giving him to the Lord and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. 
And you think, wow, that is, that is an amazing little story. But we discover the boy's name is Samuel. Yeah, the Samuel. The, the one the book. You know, one Samuel. That's him. He ends up being one of the most powerful and influential prophets in Israel's history. He is the guy who anoints Saul as king of Israel. He is the guy who anoints David as the next king of Israel. And you know from the line of David came Jesus. And so Samuel does not, did not only affect the life of the Israelites, but he, he, our life here, because Jesus died and rose again, and we're living in a, in a state of grace because of his death and resurrection, that was all because of Hannah giving Samuel to serve the Lord for the rest of his life. Great sacrifice, but look at the amazing outcome. I mean, who thinks that's a, a sacrifice worth making? I mean, we're not Hannah, and it's easy to look back and say, oh, well done, girl, excellent, yep. But we don't know how she was feeling about that. It was a, a real sacrifice. And in, in some ways, that relates to our vision builders, because we're asking people to make a sacrifice, to actually do something which we believe, like Samuel, will affect not only our generation, but future generations of the church, that we are planting into the future, not just our future, but future generations' future. That we're starting something that someday people are going to look back and you say, you know, if those people hadn't stepped out in faith, this wouldn't have been possible. We wouldn't be here. This building wouldn't exist. This, this move of God wouldn't have happened. All sorts of things because we've stepped out and made a sacrifice. But I know what you're thinking. There's a little voice inside of you that's thinking, what's in it for me? You know, it's all very well, you know, future generations, but you know, what about me? Do I get anything out of this? And if we read the story of Hannah, and I had to read it twice before I managed to, I knew it was there, but it's hidden. It's not made a big deal of, but it's interesting to read that they, they kept faithfully coming back to the temple. When she had Samuel, it wasn't like, oh, thanks God, okay, that's it. No, every year they went back to the temple to, to offer a sacrifice and to worship God. And every year this happened. In 1 Samuel 2, 20. Before they returned home, Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, may the Lord give you other children to take the place of this one she gave to the Lord. And the Lord blessed Hannah. And she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Now, we know that this happened year after year because I don't think she gave birth to three sons and two daughters all at once. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that year after year, as, as she was faithful to God and Eli blessed her, that she kept having children. She had more than enough children to bless her own life because of the sacrifice she had made, because she actually followed through with her vow to God, that she was blessed incredibly. And so that's the other thing. I believe that as we give to vision builders, as we step out in faith, God, God is pleased with our faith. The only thing that pleases God is faith. And as we step out in, in that, I know that God will actually move mountains to bring blessing into our lives. Now, just one caveat. It's not a, this isn't religiosity. This isn't a formula. Hannah didn't say, look, I'll give you one child, you give me five. Okay. So we can't say, you know, if I give $1,000 to vision builders, I want $5,000 back from God. It's, it, it's not 
God isn't a mathematician, he's a faith God. He actually sees the amount of faith that we have and that opens the windows of heaven, that opens the, the, the blessings of God depending on the size of our faith, not the size of our giving. And so that's what we're called to do. We are called, in the, in the words of that scripture, uh, Isaiah 54 verses 2 and 3, if I can paraphrase, it says, if I am prepared to enlarge the place of my tent, if I'm prepared to stretch my tent curtains wide, lengthen my cords, strengthen my stakes, then my God will, will pour increase into my life and the life of his church. And that's what Vision Builders is about. That's what we're encouraging people to do today. We're, we're here and hopefully you, you've been thinking about this prayerfully. Because remember last week I said, we need to pray about this. We need to be prayerful. We need to be careful. We need to be real. And hopefully you've prayed. Hopefully you've examined your finances. And hopefully you've determined in your heart, not only whether you can start, but whether you can finish. Because that's what this scripture calls us to do. We are preparing something for God to work. And so I'm actually going to ask Mathan to come up right now. And he's going to give us some of the, the nuts and bolts and information about how we can actually move forward. And uh, in a moment, uh, when he's finished, we're going to uh, ask people to bring their pledges forward and we're going to pray for those. But I'm going to hand it over to Nathan right now. Thank you. Come, come on, come on. <laughs> Very kind. I've got a fan club of one. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, so, yeah, just to talk through some of the practical details, uh, I'll talk through what we're giving to in a moment, but I'm just going to start with, we've got a commitment uh, remembrance card, and now is the time, if you haven't already, to start filling out the uh, commitment side of the card. Uh, it does, uh, it's perforated, it will uh, tear in two. Uh, for those that like symmetrical, uh, perfectly square shapes, um, too bad, yes, as, as we heard from the front row. Um, so the commitment card is about uh, you having your record. Uh, thinking of the old carbon copy receipts, uh, it's your carbon copy to take home and to stick on your fridge, stick in your Bible. Uh, as a, um, so did I say commitment? I meant the remembrance card is what I'm talking about. Uh, the remembrance card, put in your Bible, uh, stick in your fridge to remember what you are pledging to this year. The commitment card is uh, what you're filling out for this morning. And uh, put your name, details, you can give a one-off gift or you can commit to giving weekly, fortnightly or monthly. For those that aren't particularly good with maths, uh, work through a couple of scenarios. Say you've got a figure, uh, $520 that you'd like to give over the course of a year. In reverse, it breaks down to $10 a week or $20 a fortnight depending on your pay. I know for Carmen and myself, we give fortnightly uh, through automatic bank transfer when the pay comes in, uh, tithe and vision builders uh, goes out on the same day, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you don't know what you can commit to over the course of a year in a big number, think about the weekly number that you can commit to and multiply that by 10 or 26 according to whatever method uh, you need to do so. What we are giving to 
Uh, can this I just in interrupt there of for a sec? Um, if, if you haven't got one of these and you want to grab one, can you just raise your hand and I'll have the person on the leather chair, this is one of their first tests, can uh, bring you one. Leather chair. And if, and if you need a, uh, a pen as well, we have those available. So if you need that while Nathan's explaining, just keep your hand raised and uh, Jane will get you one. This welcome brush is pretty good. I haven't seen it before. This it's excellent, isn't it? Note, yes. Uh, so what we're giving to in the Vision Builders coaster brochure, um, <laughs> which we have handed out over the last couple of weeks, you may not have one. Uh, if you want to know more, uh, please grab one on the way out. Uh, we have a nice map on the back, uh, but in the bottom section... Oh, I feel like I'm a game show host. <laughs> I feel um, strange. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job. You can just walk past and spin a letter for me. Uh, so on the bottom section, we've got five uh, areas that vision builders we are giving to. One is uh, this location in Norwood. We have uh, this building. Uh, we've got our ministry centre, cafe. Uh, a lot happens across the road, and we've got the lease across there. We are giving to the ongoing uh, presence of C3 Norwood in uh, the Norwood community. Uh, secondly, we are giving to a new location. Dun, dun, dun. And one to three years as we're committed to in the flyer and uh, that's a lump in the throat for some people in this room as to what that might mean. But we are looking forward to, in the medium term future, to stretching out and uh, enlarging the place across the city of Adelaide uh, for where C3 is and where churches are um, across our great city. And so we've got some areas of mind and uh, part of Vision Builders is giving into that future fund for that future location. There's going to be uh, costs associated with that, uh, facilities, equipment, team, resources, all sorts of things to make that happen in the nearest future. Uh, and across both locations, the other area we're giving to and enlarging is in buildings. Both locations will need buildings. Uh, we currently lease and rent facilities that might happen in the new location. We are looking to uh, have a permanent presence uh, in Adelaide for C3 to uh, establish and to grow uh, ministries and impact and have that ongoing physical presence in our communities where uh, people can come to know Jesus and all of the associated things that happen on that journey uh, can happen in that building as well. Beyond that, Vision Builders is also about our Beyond initiatives, where uh, we have for a number of years supported two really key areas, the uh, Eastern District's Domestic Violence Service. Uh, important uh, ministry, important service uh, in the community for a really crucial time, uh, an unfortunately crucial time in uh, women's and children's lives where they've been subject to domestic violence and this service uh, we support them as they uh, help in those situations and we've, we've given over the years uh, for equipment for facilities we've given gifts and Mother's Day and Christmas to support those families uh, as they are going through uh, that tough situation and to help them get them back on their feet and independent and uh, moving on with their lives uh, stronger than before. Uh, the final area is Fiji. We have for a number of years sent uh, teams across, combined with C3 Adelaide Hills and a couple of other churches, Bridgman Downs and Wurunga and Sydney, to build houses for uh, 
the poorer parts of Fiji that are often subject to flooding. We're building the flood-proof houses over a number of years and we'll continue to do that, also uh, helping build uh, church facilities in that mm. time as well. We recently sent a group over in June and we'll be sending uh, more teams in the years to come. So Vision Builders is not just about what is happening here in our church, in our community. It's also about what is beyond uh, important services in the Adelaide community and internationally with our C3 uh, family in Fiji. So these are the five areas we are giving to. We are believing for enlargement uh, in our community and enlargement in the capabilities of the Beyond initiatives we are giving to. So you can give weekly, fortnightly, monthly. Some people might like to give annually through a tax return. You might have that offering and give that this morning, or you might be making a commitment to what you are giving over the coming 12 months. As you do that through the course of the year, just highlight uh, when we do our normal uh, tithes and offerings and uh, giving uh, every service, we have these Vision Builders envelopes. Uh, you can give electronically uh, as... as our family do through automatic bank transfer. Uh, but if you're given cash or you want to let us know that you've given online, uh, you can do so by using these envelopes, which are always available at the back, and dropping those in the weekly offering. Uh, and that will make sure, by using that envelope, whether it's cash or electronic, that those funds are going to those accounts, uh, importantly, set aside for those five areas and those projects you mentioned. Cool. Everybody has been writing out their, their cards as they've been talking. Uh, if you haven't, uh, now's a good time to uh, keep doing so. Uh, and now what we're going to do, I just invite the band to come up and uh, going to get ready. We're going to have a song. Uh, we're going to be singing and worshipping in this important moment coming up. And uh, as we do that, we're going to invite you to come forward row by row, uh, lining up on the left-hand side, getting super practical, on the left-hand side of the aisle, coming forward uh, with your pledges for the baskets, which are, are going to be placed up the front. Our pastors, Chris and Vicky, are going to be praying a quick prayer of blessing over you and your family as you make those pledges, as you uh, give into that offering. And the reason why lining up on the left-hand side makes a clear path uh, for people to cycle back to their seats. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing that fairly efficiently and moving through reasonably quickly as we do that. Um, have I missed any details? I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Cool. Can't think of anything. So So I'm going to head back to the band. I'm going to give this microphone to Brandon. And uh, in a moment, uh, Chris and Vicky will be praying for everybody. Yes. So can I invite you all to stand and uh, we'll start to worship and... Uh, Perhaps if we just sing it through once and then we'll start inviting people uh, to come forward. We'll start uh, on this side uh, from the front row and as, the, as that row uh, finishes and gets back to their seats, if the next row will come out and we'll just quickly pray for you as individuals or as couples as you come and give, that will be fabulous. So let's worship before we give. Okay, let's all reach our hands out. Let's pray for this giving as a community, as a church. This doesn't represent finance, this represents our future. This is something that we're believing for, we're having faith for and we're giving into. So Lord, we ask that everybody who's giving to Vision Builders this year, 
that you continue to encourage them throughout the year, that you open the windows of heaven, that you pour blessing into their lives and that we have the eyes, the open eyes to see your blessing when it comes, to give you thanks, to give you praise, to lift up your name. And I thank you that our sacrifice will actually have far-reaching and amazing consequences as we give throughout this year. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are your hands and feet on this earth. We are your children. We are here to bring the gospel to the brokenhearted, to the ignorant, to the sick. And Lord, we just thank you that this is part of that. This is our future. This will do amazing things. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Just before we finish this morning and I hand back to Brendan, there's, there's one more thing I want to do. And we do this every Sunday. But there are, the essence of our faith is a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, it's great to come to church and sing and, and to give and to, to hear the Word of God. And all of that community stuff is, is, is what Jesus designed the church to do. But first and foremost, he designed us as the church to have a relationship with him. And that is, that is what the Christian faith is about. Christian, the word Christ is in the title. We are to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if you're here this morning and you're not in relationship with Jesus Christ, it may be because you've never been in that relationship. It may be that you have been in that relationship and you've fallen out of relationship with Jesus. But... I know in my heart that his greatest desire is to be in relationship with every single person. That everybody on this planet could call themselves a child of God and a follower of Jesus. And so I want to give you an opportunity this morning to pray a prayer which invites Jesus into your life. Invites you to have a relationship with him. Whether you've never had it or you know that you need to come back into relationship. And I want us all to pray this prayer this morning. But if you're here and you're praying it for the first time, or you're praying it knowing that you're actually making a commitment to come back into relationship with Jesus. Can I ask you to do me a favour? At the end of the service, there's going to be a couple of people here who, are, who will be praying for people who, who need prayer for anything that hasn't been covered by this service. If you would approach them after the service and say, look, I prayed that prayer for the first time and I'd like to know how to move forward in my faith now I've made that decision because they would love to be able to give you the tools to help you uh, move forward with that relationship to actually become a disciple of Jesus Christ and if, you've, if you're doing it because you've done it before and you need help just staying back on that path that they would love to help you as well so come make yourself known to those people and uh, they will set you right so can you guys just pray after me mighty God from this moment on I turn away from my old life. I reject the old things I believed. And right here, right now, I proclaim my belief and my faith that you, Jesus, are my Lord and Saviour. From now on, I am a child of God and a follower of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brendan. Fantastic. Let's, let's thank Pastor Chris. My goodness.